had never gone to a hot dog bar before. Right. I went with your standard chili cheese dog, and I was I was thrilled with it. Oh, sorry. Wake me up when we're done with you boring. <laughs> well, look, I'm I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to comes to the hot dogs. A lot of people would call it boring. Well, okay. The Steve and Kyle podcast: two guys you don't like to varying degrees, but one you like a little less. Yeah, just a little. We don't have any african-american people uh-huh. that listen there's no chance this is the dumbest whitest podcast that's ever podcasted <laughs> okay white for god's sake we talked about larry ferrari again <laughs> and that's not the first time there are very few things that we agree on it's kind of astonishing that we're still cordial and friends i know yeah because i disagree with nearly everything that comes out of your mouth <laughs> I gave you benefit of the doubt there. I said nearly everything. I'm pretty sure it's everything. It's kind of miraculous. Yeah. That there is this much that two people could disagree on and still remain yeah, yeah. even rem- remotely cordial. Yeah. And get together. Not only not only do we not agree on en- everything, we remain cordial. And we also celebrate it for an hour to two hours every week where yeah. we set aside time to disagree with each other. And then sometimes when that's not enough, we do things outside of that one yeah. to two hours a week. That's weird. Very it weird. seems dumb. Like It seems like we are punishing ourselves. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's subconsciously, Steve, why you're reaching out to your neighbors so much. Maybe. To try okay. to find that connection. This about all, It's all your fault, then. Connection about Jeeps. And uh, tools. Yeah. And, you know, other. what else do you like? Uh, pretty much it. It is Sunday, October 27th, 2019, the year of our Lord. It's the Stephen Kyle podcast at 10.56 in the morning. And as I explained to you just before we started, I've been up for seven hours now. Yeah, my goodness, man. That, which is no... Which is... Uh, not out of the ordinary if it was Monday through Friday. But right. It is Sunday. I'm not pleased about that. I had to drive my dad to the airport this morning. He had an early flight to, to head home. Yeah. And uh, that was no problem. So it wasn't like it was a surprise or anything I had known for a few weeks. No problem. I'll get up at 4, drive him to the airport. I'll be home by 5, 5.15, fall back to sleep, get a little bit of a uh, little bit more rest. You know, depending, uh, of course, it all depends on whether the baby is sleeping well or not. And, um, yeah, it just didn't happen that way. I ended up uh, witnessing a car accident. Did you get some breakfast, Steve? <laughs> I witnessed a car accident and oh. sat there for an hour and a half while the police didn't show up and then finally did. And then when they did, I'm like, all right, they're going to, I mean, no doubt whip out the notebook and uh, yeah. maybe sit me in the cruiser and have me explain yeah, everything they, that happened. In your eyes, they're they're about to come out with all those like little yellow placards or orange yep, placards yeah. that they're going to place and find the evidence. Every piece of shattered yeah. glass. We got every, a broken taillight over here. Yep, and you've 
You've probably already got flares on the side of the road because I'm guessing you're super prepared, Steve, at this point. <laughs> right. I've gone, but in the time I burned through 15 flares because it took so long for them to get there. You've actually gone to the store to get backup flares. Yeah. You've come back, you're directing traffic, yeah. which doesn't need to be directed. Everybody seems to be off the road. Yeah, it's 4.30 in the morning at this point. No one's out. So super prepared, Steve. Is out here just trying to be good Samaritan, yeah, Steve. Waving, waving flares at oncoming traffic. You know, the car that comes by every 15 minutes or so. Keep it moving, folks. Keep yeah. it moving. No rubbernecking. Nothing we don't want to cause another one of these. <laughs> oh, God. it that Man, it annoyed me so much. I'm not going to get into all the details of it. But, like, all I wanted to do was be the helpful good Samaritan. Because I saw, I saw somebody... Uh, I saw a wrong way driver, like somebody driving the wrong way on the road, hit somebody else, spun them out into the grass. I was I was concerned that this person may have been hurt. I was concerned that the other person that caused the accident may have been drunk yeah. or impaired in some way since, you know, they're driving the wrong way on right. the highway. And um, so I figured, like, accident like that happens. Cops would be on the scene in a few minutes. It didn't work out like that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not placing blame on anyone or anything sure. because it was. Uh, I had called the police. They said it was a shift change. I told them it was a non-emergency because I had already checked on the people to make sure everyone everyone was okay. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that it was a non-emergency meant that it was a little bit lower priority. Yeah, I'm not going to rush somebody out to it. Uh, and again, I don't know how. I don't know how all of that works. Right. They're getting to you right after they get to the. Uh you know, the mobile home park that somebody <laughs> called in because there was uh, a kid walking around in a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that That's where you're at. Yeah. Somebody lit a dead squirrel on fire. Let me ask you this, though, Steve, and this is a purely hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, please address me as hero, Steve. Oh, sorry. Super, uh, super saver, Steve. Super saver, Steve. Triple S, they call me. <laughs> Sound like a coupon book. <laughs> oh, I did go get in the mail. It's a super saver, Steve. And it's just the fifteen percent off this Sunday. It's the cartoon version of your stupid face <laughs> with a big grin, just with with bags of money, like bags in each hand with dollar signs on them. Maybe I have a top hat. So, Super Saver Steve, I present to you a hypothetical. You encountered a wrong way driver, but it not did. in the in a direction you were going, but in a direction you were intending to go, but you were at the stoplight before this. Yeah. So you were perpendicular to use yeah, the expression. Yeah, I was, I was about to turn out onto the road Correct. that the wrong way driver was on. So 30 second earlier, Steve, cool. let's say one le- you know, a few less strokes of the toothbrush, mm-hmm. uh, a few less bites of the morning uh, bran muffin you're no doubt eating like yep. a horse, and... You're 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 now heading that way. Mm-hmm. What is super saver? Super saver Steve. Super saver. Call me triple S for short. Triple S. What is super saver Steve? S cubed. S cube. S to the third. Yeah. What does super saver Steve do if you are now traveling south on a southbound road mm-hmm. and you see this car traveling north? Now, granted, obviously your first intuition is hey i'm scared because what if they're in the same lane but let's say they're not in the same lane what do you do are you go on your merry way maybe call the non-emergency line or the emergency line i'm calling 911 you're calling 911 are you going about your business or or are you whipping around and following i would say normally i'd whip around and follow them um but in this case i was taking my dad to the airport and 
time was of the essence. Were you ahead of schedule? Were you behind schedule on time? How we were you treating the we airport We were going to get there. Um, I was going to drop him off one hour before his flight left. Yeah. Which at 5 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, whatever it was, on a Sunday, should be more than enough time. Sure. But I've also really burned myself on doing that exact same thing where I had to fly early on a weekend, and I thought, Nobody will be there. I'm not getting here more than 45 minutes before the flight. And I nearly, and it was like out of a movie, hold that plane as I ran up and they were shutting the door and I just got on. Sliding underneath your bag, you know, with your bag on your back. That was the time that I was in such a hurry that I left my laptop at security. That's right. And luckily, since we live in a small town. Yeah. I, when your neighbor got it. (laughs) Yeah. The TSA agent. (laughs) I realized once I got to my destination and I called the, I called the airport. They're like, yep, Lou picked it up. No problem. Just go to his office when you get back here in a few days. But I think that, um, yeah, in this case, I don't, I think I would have just called 911. I would have told them where we were, what I saw and, uh, gone on my way, man. I don't know if I would have, I would have needed some closure. You think you would have? I would think you, I would have. Would you have cut through the grass like you were a cop? No, but that road. No, granted, this road. That. You would yeah. turn into the grass because it was pouring this morning. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! I would still be nose down in, <laughs> the, in the median, just spinning tires. <laughs> yeah, were you, I, your head out the window, cutting the wheel back and forth, yeah. <laughs> spraying mud up in the. This is the one. <laughs> Give me a push. I would need closure. I would need to turn around and find uh, out. I wanted closure. I well, I ended up getting. Somewhat. I guess kind of closure. You were there when the police showed. I was there when the police showed up, and uh, I waited. Again, it was an hour, over an hour and a half from the time the accident happened to the time they got there. Mm. And that cop talked to me. Very nice guy, by the way. And uh, um, he seemed truly happy that somebody had actually stuck around to... uh, to, t- to help to, out and give to help out. Yeah, yeah because i would imagine in those situations most people just say oh boy that sucks i'll well, keep on going um but yeah i talked to him for maybe two minutes man <laughs> he took down my name my phone number and uh i i described to him Everything. exactly what i thought happened um in my mind what i because i was sitting at a traffic light just having a conversation with my dad you're not focusing on yeah. perpendicular traffic no. like going across your you know your so, vision we saw something happen, and I said to the cop, I was like, I'm 99% sure this happened, but I have my dash cam, and I can pull the video when I get home mm-hmm. and then send it to you. And he said, okay. He, he said he was going to give me a call. And when I got home, that was the first thing I did. I wanted to go Pull back it. to sleep, but I'm like, oh, no, I got to see it. I got to see if uh, Super Saver Steve, was, if his intuition was right. Yeah. And it was exactly as I remembered it. Wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy though. An hour and a half though, because that's yeah. not the way you were treating it off air. I mean, there was a lot of uh, boy. It must have been a call for Suey to the, you know, to the pen to eat the breakfast and bacon, donuts. Yeah, donuts yeah. and uh, yep. uh, quota on tickets, <laughs> something like that. Hey, goes your your big three talking points there. Bacon, <laughs> donuts, donuts, and ticket quotas. quotas. Yeah, yeah. And ticket quotas. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly how I described oh, it. Man, you were shredding those poor guys. Yeah. Those, those poor, you know, the, the, the police officers that mm-hmm. were just there to help. Yeah, I sure did show them what's up. So you've had the dad. Now, you don't have to get into specifics, 
Mm-hmm. But would you uh, today testify in court? Absolutely. I want to be a star witness. You've got the little laser pointer pointing to your dash cam footage. Now you'll see here on the left side. That's the southbound side, if you will, of the of the de- of the video. Yeah. You can see the lights beginning to come into focus. Now, uh, could you click play? Uh, uh, next, please. Uh, jump ahead two seconds, please. I'm like Madden with the telestrator. Yeah. yeah. And by the end, it's just an it's a yellow ball over everything because you're directionally just putting arrows everywhere. Yeah. Um, you've had the dash cam. You told me three years now. Three years, and I'm not going to get into you know specifics. It doesn't matter how much you paid. Would oh, you have- it was it was I think sixty bucks. Oh, that's it. Yeah, there. You can buy. Um, it's like a Chinese knockoff. The company is like Didi Pai. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. You can buy like good brand name ones and spend a couple hundred dollars on them. Gosh. But I just wanted something that just was yeah. I just yeah. I don't know for instances like this yeah. So now you've had, you've now had a total in three years mm-hmm. of two times. <laughs> it has been, and I would argue the first time not necessary <laughs> or useful, but kind of cool. Not necessary at all because uh, if you remember, the big get that I got on dash cam <laughs> was when I was driving home on a winter night, mm-hmm. and the power went out on my block. Yeah. So you see. Me driving down the street, and you see houses nicely lit on either side of the street, and then there's a uh, light flash in the sky, mm-hmm. and then, which I'm assuming was either lightning striking something or a transformer blowing up, yeah. and then all the lights on the street went off. And that was uh, it. That was it. it. The video, I think, total, four seconds. And we, uh, we pulled that. I tagged it with the Stephen Kyle podcast logo. You, you, you watermarked I, it just I, in case. I put some text in there saying something like, "The Great Blackout of twenty whatever twenty seventeen. We will rebuild." And in hindsight, we tried to. Uh, I, I don't think we shot high enough to become famous with that video because we only dropped it on the local watchdog page. Yeah. In hindsight, by the way, we should have dropped off CDs to the local news stations in town. I don't want to interrupt you, but I need to just plant something in your brain so you can get back to me on it later. I might need back in on the inform page. My man, I gotcha. (laughs) We'll come back to might need to get back in. Oh, I listen because I got a complaint. Hang on. You were complained about, or you no, have a complaint? I have a complaint to drop. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I can't wait to judge this complaint. Can I judge it? Oh, you are... I've never been more confident that we will be on the same team about this. Yes! Yeah. Man, so this is why we do that We're going to tag team the hell out of someone. Because you can find anybody that agrees with you 98, 99 times out of 100. But when you are friends with someone and do 170 podcasts with someone who you disagree with those 99 times out of 100. Yeah. And you find that one? Mm-hmm. Christmas morn. Yeah. This one, like I said, never been more confident Man. that you'll agree with me. Well, we'll get back to it. We've got a big show to get to. Uh, we have a lot that we punted from last week. And by punted, I mean uh, nobody would answer our phone calls. So yeah. today we have we've got a hot new segment to get to. That we've been meaning to get to for more than one calendar year with our friend Brian. Mm-hmm. We have got to call our friend, question mark, S. Robbie Mack. I don't know. We may be on the outs. We may be on the outs. At one point, I thought we were on the outs. Steve and S. Robbie Mack are 100% of the time on the outs. Are we? Oh, because of his, uh, yeah, his, his, of his great profession. profession. 
his his work that knows no bounds his to deliver you poor judgment for a career choice and lastly uh to try to pick back up the pieces of where we left off with checking in with dan shike every month okay which if i remember right that was three months ago <laughs> who do you want to go to first because i think we get to it we want to go out. boom, boom, boom. We knocked this out early because you know how it gets on this podcast. Well, we just received Steve. Now we need a, we didn't come to a final decision before pressing the play button on that introduction. We have a billion dollar idea in our pocket right now. Do <laughs> a billion, huh? Do we? Well, listen, I'm I'm tired of everybody dumping on the dessert dog I had, which was a million dollar idea, and what we formulated entirely by accident. Mm-hmm was a billion-dollar idea mm-hmm. about 30 minutes ago. Do we want to unleash that, or do we want to ask our friend Brian if it's okay? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. I would argue that this is less... <laughs> it's having a Are you charming a snake? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, I did Now, so we've, our, we've referred to, we've talked to Brian in the past. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why. I don't remember. I think we called him to ask him, like, No, what? we've never talked to Brian. Oh, really? I thought... Brian messaged us. We had... This podcast is remarkably cyclical <laughs> because about one year ago or more than a year ago, we were asking the same dumb questions we were sure, this year about right. what we, is yeah, Passover, are, what is Rosh Hashanah. We are fish in a fishbowl. We are no. goldfish. Just circle in the bowl. Eventually, we're going to make it back to that fake log <laughs> that we see all the time. And this fake, the fake log in this instance is Jewish holidays. Or maybe the scuba diver with the little bubbles yep. coming out. Yep. Yeah. It's Jewish holidays for us. So we had uh, the term was thrown out there, show Jew, which I I just don't like. We're moving on from it. It sounds... Um, we have approval from Brian. We're moving on. Okay. I want it to be known. That we did not offend Brian. That's all. That's okay, it. Good. So the reason we I are think not any, going to yeah. use that anymore is not because of Brian. No. It's just because, yeah, it's probably a touch, uh, well, I mean, borderline, right? Saying somebody is Jewish, obviously not, not offensive right. at all. But I don't know. To me, for me, it sounds harsh when you shorten Jewish to Jew. It feel, I don't, it's not a slur, but it feels I know, it slurish. does. It does. So we're moving on. We're we are going to give a call to our in the field Jewish correspondent Brian. Yes, for, I like that. Uh, for a segment, we hopefully can get off the ground today, Steve. Now, do we want to do we want to give it the title? That that we're very again, we are very about, proud about this. And I have you know something. We're not going to make that decision. Yes, Brian. We're not going to make the decision. Brian is going to make the decision. And when we. So I think we will... Uh, is this in season for Brian? Are we calling him during one of the Jewish holidays? Mm, yes. This is why we're calling Brian. We have no idea about anything. Yeah, I don't... I'm not really sure. This is the new Stephen Kyle initiative to become more culturally sensitive, <laughs> and it began by me referring to this man as Shoju. <laughs> yeah. Let me drop Havanagila out. First thing he well, hears. Hello. This is Brian. Yeah. All right, hold on, Brian. Oh man, uh, the dulcet tones of Havanagila are playing in the background, and I can't fade them out quick enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're very quiet, Brian. We're, we we're remedying it immediately. The technology in the APS <laughs> 3.0 is not where we would love it, 
but again, as you've heard, uh, we are not profitable. Brian, how are you this morning? Good. How's it going? Good. Why? And boy, you are sounding really quiet. There you're we very go. Very okay. quiet, Brian. I bet, I bet are you you're speaking to us through an intercom right now. No, I'm on a cell phone. Okay, uh, we got you back. It's not an Amazon Alexa that you're just shouting at from three rooms over. <laughs> I wish. All right, so Brian, we need a, a quick recap on um, on our relationship to this point. Yeah. We we think it was about a year ago that we had some questions, and you messaged us saying that you would be our official Jewish correspondent for the podcast. Correct. Happy to do so. Yep. What did we ask? Because we have a theory that we have the exact same questions this time. <laughs> so originally, it was actually around Easter time. And you guys were asking about Passover. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, and, totally and so you different. Didn't, you didn't know the difference, and and I so I had messaged you that uh, the Last Supper was actually a seder. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did they now? Did they have the gefilte fish? Of the what now? Uh, I couldn't tell you what was at the last okay. supper but uh, i mean i'm looking for a menu here brian <laughs> <laughs> preferably apps followed by the main yeah. and the dessert yeah they do like a shrimp cocktail you think maybe oh maybe a little cocktail uh, no, i don't think shrimp cocktail was on the menu then probably not. okay okay all right yeah. before before we go they were a little even, late on the cocktail sauce <laughs> before we go even one instance further steve yeah. and i have workshopped what I am referring to as a billion-dollar idea. I honestly forget what the okay. name is already. Oh, you won't, Steve. Oh, no, no, I Now, remember. do you remember, Brian, the Jay Leno late-night talk show program that ended years ago? That was the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yes. Do you remember his more popular segment where he would be out in the streets and he would be uh, asking mostly dumb people uh, or questions that he was essentially trying to trap people into giving dumb answers? Do you remember that? Yeah, Kimmel does the same thing, doesn't he? Yeah. I think they all kind of. Yeah, do. It's always on the street yeah. stuff. Yeah, jaywalking yeah. was yeah. the segment, yeah, Brian. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think you know where we're headed with this. Would you be okay yeah. if we refer to this and every time we talk to you, which will be around every time I look at my phone calendar and notice that there is a Jewish holiday that I didn't know about has come up again? Would you be okay to ref- if we refer to every time we call you as jaywalking? <laughs> I kind of saw that coming. Uh, sure. Hey, ringing endorsement. Sure. <laughs> All right, as long as you're good w- with w- it. Was it not positive enough? <laughs> um, uh, we would have preferred maybe some clapping, maybe, yeah, uh, you know. Maybe a, 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 <laughs> like one of those noisemakers or something. You throw a sound effect in there or something? <laughs> if you had a Vuvuzela, we wouldn't have said no to it, but here we are. <laughs> um, so, Brian, you are you are the Stephen Kyle podcast in the field Jewish correspondent for us. So to, to start, in regards to our very first question, what is the what is Passover? Was it Easter? Is it just now referred to separately? They are separate. Um, basically, what happened is that the, the Passover holiday is celebrated in part with the meal of, of a Seder, mm-hmm. which is, um, it was to celebrate the uh, Jews being uh, let go from Egypt as slaves and going back to Israel. Okay. And that's the, they traveled 40 days and 40 nights, and it's Moses parting the Red Sea. And I remember, I remember learning stuff. about this. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, it's the meal that celebrates that occasion. Okay. 
Gotcha. And, uh, you know, depending on how religious you are as a family depends on how involved you get. For myself, I have to, I will say right at the top, I am essentially a non-practicing Jew. I, I wasn't really raised Jewish, but I know kind of the basics of Judaism as far as all the holidays. And you got like a, so you got but like the, the Cliff Notes version? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, like, as a kid, we celebrated Christmas. Whoa, you know, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah. So, so I'm well, sorry. No, hey, no. But, but, <laughs> but <laughs> so in more recent years, my dad had remarried and um, they started celebrating the Jewish holidays more intently. So kind of later teens, early 20s, I started, you know, doing it more. I remember like as a kid, we had seders. I'd go to my grandparents' house or an aunt and uncle's house and we'd have, we, we did it more of like the five or 10 minute version. It was kind of a, a bridge, essentially. <laughs> uh, you know, well, there's this book, it's probably like 20 or 30 pages long. And it, it kind of walks you step by step through, you know, you say a prayer, and then you eat something to signify that. And then you take a drink of wine. Oh. And you, you kind of go through that process of you go through it. Well, we would, you know, we would do a section and we then, you know, my grandfather would be like, okay, let's skip ahead two pages. To this. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So Gramps, yeah. Gramps was all about, uh, a, yeah, it was so, but you know, for us, it was more of, uh, an occasion to get the family together for a nice sure. meal, kind of, you know, like Thanksgiving, yeah, exactly. those kinds of things. I would you say kind of like Easter dinner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say Same that idea. your, your take on Passover growing up as a kid was probably no different uh than my than my family's take on any of the holidays we'd get together to celebrate like easter or christmas like i'm the first to admit when we sat down for easter dinner we weren't like you know thinking about the true meaning of easter it was like holy crap the bunny came and left us candy in a basket exactly yeah 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 for us it was the jewish version of that is the hiding of the matzah oh okay matzah which is Unleavened no, no, bread. That's that's you know, mozzarella. And, and oh, the, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know if they maybe the they shortened it. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're going to have to excuse me, yeah. Brian. I am a a full fledged non religious man, so yeah. uh, I hear no, matzah no and I'm starting thinking it. about cheese. So that's, yeah. that I'm is... about two steps above you then. So, <laughs> um, but the um, so matzah is unleavened bread. So the whole idea behind it is when the Jews were getting uh, out of Egypt, they um, didn't have time to let the yeast rise, so that's how matzah came about. So to celebrate that on Easter, you ha- on Easter on Passover, you have matzah. Okay. So what would happen is essentially, and I don't know if the hiding the matzah comes from hiding the Easter eggs, and again, kind of the Jewish version sure. of doing that was to um, they, they would hide the matzah somewhere in the house, and uh, the kids would go run off, and there would be enough matzah for each kid, and you get a couple bucks when you found it, something like that. It was oh, nice. nothing spectacular, but it was something. Um, so hmm. that that was, you know, kind of that version of it. It's kind of like the, doing the um, the eight gifts at Hanukkah. Right, right, right. Is, is an answer to Christmas gifts. Well, Again, I, can, I can already giving tell, Brian. Giving gifts was not part of traditional Hanukkah is not giving gifts, but again, Jewish kids, 
probably were jealous of all the sure. Christian Catholics well, getting Christmas be. gifts. Christmas so, is badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's great. awesome. You know, especially when you're a kid, it's awesome. Yeah. You go downstairs. Right. You have a tree in the house for some reason, yeah. And there's all this, uh, all this awesome stuff under it that showed up when a fat man came down your chimney one night. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's cooler than that, man? Brian. Yeah. Same thing. Like like a bunny giving out eggs and <laughs> leaving them around your house. Yeah. That all seems normal. It all <laughs> seems like it's on the up and yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, now, Brian, you do you have uh, what do you what do you do for uh, a living? If you're comfortable to saying. What's that? What do you do for a living if you're comfortable saying? Oh, um, I work at a insurance company in customer service. Okay. Now, uh, kind of like I, I do like escalations and gotcha. other things that whatever they need me to do. Now, is it is it Yom Kippur? Is the is that the one day that you're supposed to, you know, essentially not lift a finger and do no work? Yeah. Now are yeah, you? So now you Russia said you were a China, relapsed, yeah. uh, not not relapsed, but you were you were not really raised as you know uh, straight no. line Jewish, but you've started to adopt no. more of the the holidays and the goings on. Yeah, so Yom so, Kippur, are you taking that off of work? No, I do not. I I was never, you <laughs> know, my my father does that. I've honestly I've never ever gone to temple service except for. Like, I think a couple of times I went to either friends or family members bar or bat mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only time I've ever been to temple services. Okay. Um, so, again, for me, it was more of just, again, you know, once Yom Kippur and the fasting is done, big family meal. Same were, thing. So we'd go, I'd go down and we'd have a big family meal. Were you Usually ever... serving brisket. Oh, that hey. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Brian, oh, were, you yeah, ever, um, were you ever lifted up on a chair? No, I was not. Oh, was come Sorry. on, man. You weren't bar mitzvahed? I was not bar mitzvahed. Can you do that, like, what? after Again, the fact? No. I don't think so, because that's whole, it's kind of the, uh, it, it's not a rite of being brought into the Jewish faith. It's being, going from a child to being kind of considered an adult. Uh, well, so I mean. So you go through a, yeah. You would just, so you would just have to convince them that you're even though you look like an adult, you are the mentality of a child, and I bet they let yeah. you do it. <laughs> I bet they do, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it very well could be. I don't know. All right. I've never broached the subject. <laughs> I have news for you, Brian, and I expect an invite to both Steve and myself for this. <laughs> because the adult bar bat mitzvah, can, which can be held at any age, oh! differs from the child's bar bat mitzvah, and that is usually planned by the person themselves, so you just have to do the work. <laughs> yeah, so you got to plan the whole yeah. thing. Many relatives so who are often present it, yeah. at a... Yeah. Yeah, you, you got this, yeah. man. So when is it? What's the yeah. date? And <laughs> and when are we going to get our I'll invites? have to check my calendar and get back to you. Okay. Now, we appreciate it. Now, Brian, are you are you married? I am married. So did you did you you, you mentioned uh, to Steve that you didn't get you didn't Sorry. get the you didn't get the chair treatment, but did you get to nope. break the glass at the wedding? Oh yeah, did not. But when my dad what? got married, they did that. You missed the two yeah. coolest things. Well, 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 You've got okay. two items that everybody like wants. <laughs> you know when they see it in movies or whatever. Uh. And yeah. you didn't get either of them. You're talking about yeah. mozzarella cheese, and you don't even get to smash the glass. <laughs> eh, well, you know, I, I didn't marry a Jewish woman, so oh, boy. Uh, 
wasn't a, it was a very uh, like we had a justice of the peace. We didn't even have a priest. So oh man, it was did, definitely not a religious uh, ceremony. Did I hear you correctly? You did not marry a Jewish woman. Did not. No. Oh boy, how's that fly with uh, with the family that are you know tried and true to the Jewish you know faith? How how does that go over? Um, at one point I was told they had wished I had. Uh, found a Jewish woman, but they were happy that I found someone who made me happy. Who no, so it was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Who specifically told you that? Uh, I think it was my father. Oh at one wow, point. that's pretty. Wow. Yeah. I, I that's was, one thing if it's coming from like, like a early, second that uncle. That was early yeah. on when we were dating. Yeah, that was when we were okay. dating, and we weren't quite there yet. And it was, you know, well, we'd hope you'd find a Jewish woman, but. Man. You know, you're happy, so that's the important thing. That takes a lot of balls for your dad to say that after uh, his, yeah, well, sudden, yeah. his sudden uh, <laughs> come to Judaism late in life. Right. I mean, maybe, well, you sh- maybe you should tell him, hey, Pops. probably go back further to when I was a kid for, for those things. Yeah, exactly. Again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, Judaism was never really a, a thing other than Passover. I, we didn't do anything Jewish yeah. when I was a kid. Well, that's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I... That's how it was. I... I I refer to myself as a priester because, you know, I was raised Catholic. You go on Easter and that's yeah, it. Yeah, Christmas yeah. and Easter. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the only time you're yeah. ever a church. The two big ones, right. and you probably, you know, you get you leave, and your mom probably says, oh, we're going to start coming more every week, and yep. you kind of him and haw, <laughs> and then it never happens. Yeah. So yeah. are you raising, well, you know, like my, are you raising your kids, have... Brian, with uh, on, uh, as as Jewish children? Uh, funny you mentioned I was actually just going to say something. Um we again we're not very religious to begin with so um we do light the candles at hanukkah every year the kids are now old enough where they actually get to light the candles themselves mm-hmm. and then they say the prayer we have it written out phonetically so that they can actually say it and uh yeah those are some some of those words are pretty tough yeah <laughs> i think i have them right but i'm not positive so <laughs> i could be mispronouncing them i could be pray, praying on something else for all i know yeah um, oh. But, you know, like I said, we don't, you know, we do Christmas, we have an Easter supper. That's about it for as far as religion these days. Um, you know, the kid, you know, the kids are busy and, you know, we just don't really Man, do that. You so. do not have to justify your oh, your yeah. lack of celebrating <laughs> religious holidays yeah, are to you us. kidding me? Well, oh, Brian, I don't want to. We, we spent a, a lot of time because I we have a million questions, or at least I do. Uh, and I feel like we didn't get to anything. Would it be okay if at a later date here, and especially coming up this, uh, you know, near the holidays, so we can call and talk to you about Hanukkah and what's the difference between Hanukkah and Chanukkah, sure. if there is. Definitely. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I still need to ask about how your rumspringa was, so we'll get to that no, no, in, a future, still, no. in a future call as well. Not Amish. I'm not <laughs> Amish, though. I don't but I, I, can't, I can't hear you. Would it be okay <laughs> if we call you at a later date for another edition of Jew Walking with our in-the-field correspondent, Brian? <laughs> I'd be happy to help you guys out. All right, Brian. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. Have a good one. Love the podcast. Thank you. Bye. This rocks. Man, oh, man. Can you send this to me? I'm going to jam on the way home. I think Annette could play this for us live next oh, time sure we have could. Brian on. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, I, I still have a billion questions. <laughs> I'm happy that he approved the name of the segment. Rousing endorsement. <laughs> it was, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's not so bad. It's kind of our thing on this podcast to get correspondence and our go-to people who aren't really that good in their own field. <laughs> no. Like Brian saying, oh, yeah, we don't really practice. We've got a movie, movie man, Stan, yeah. uh, who refused for whatever reason to even see A Star is Born last oh. year. Uh, until a later date. That. So uh, it's kind of our MO around here. So big thanks to Brian. Uh, do we just want to move down the list? We've got a couple more calls to make. Yeah, we, we need to um, tie up some loose ends by getting in touch with all these people. What do you think? Are we going to, to Shike to see what we've been up to? Let's uh, let's um, get a hold of Ask Robbie Mack. I do want to talk to we, okay. we just it, It's funny you mentioned Dan Shike. Actually, I'll, I'll talk about it after we get a hold of Ask Robbie Mack here. Now, while Steve dials him up, Ask Robbie Mack is a friend of the show, maybe former friend of the show. Well, We're going to get answers on that right now. He has sent us gifts, I believe. He is yeah, he sent an, us a box of broken glass. He is an end-of-the-driveway warrior <laughs> in blue for the United States Postal Service. And we got to talking last week about how to fix this show, and he's got ideas. Okay. We think. I'm looking forward. Does he know we're going? Hey, S. Robbie Mack. Yo. It's the Steve and Kyle podcast. Does anyone else, by the way, call you S. Robbie Mack now? No. No. Oh. Would you like it if that became a thing? No. (laughs) That's that's exclusively just for uh, you guys. Okay, so no, but not because you don't like it. No, but because it's, it's our thing. Well, my mother, you know, I'm 23, and my mother still calls me Sean Robert when she's mad at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's bad. Like, if she just, you know, if you get a, a message or a call, and it's, hey, Sean, this, 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 or whatever, it's fine. But as soon as you're on the phone and she says, Sean Robert, I have a question, you know it's mm-hmm. not good, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. S. Robbie Mack, how are, how are things in the world of the U.S. postal carrier these days? Oh God, you well, you were actually going to be uh, surprised. Is uh, I actually quit? Yes. What? You broke free of the chains of that terrible organization. Oh, absolutely. Good man. Now, you good man. We av- are friends once again. You were an avid and vocal supporter of the United States Postal Service, S. Robbie Mack. I'm not going to ask you to get to get into specifics. Are you now anti USPS? No, I'm anti-USPS management. Okay. Okay, all right. Uh, are you the newest DHL driver in town? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm working for uh, this big company. Eventually, I'm going to end up in Michigan at some point. Hey! hey. Where, where, where in Michigan do you think you're going to end up? Anywhere that there's, like, a power plant. Okay, oh, nice. we got a couple of them here. Just a few. Yep. Just a few. Um, well, S. Robbie Mack, I, I hate to, you know, break the friendly ice here. Uh, but we've got questions, and I'm hoping you have answers, because okay. it was uh, it was about it was months ago, and I don't know the specific uh, tweet, and you seemed pretty adamant that the show had changed for the worse. Oh boy! So I just I, the the simple question we have would be what what do you think in your estimation? What do you think changed? Well, also I want to know: Do you still listen on a regular basis? That's that's a good question. Of course I do. Okay. Ah. I'm just like, well, OGs. we're changing nothing then. <laughs> See you later. I'm one of the OGs. That's why, you know, it's aggravating. You're like, oh, these guys are the first binge listeners. No, no, they're not. You remember, I was the first one that did that. Really? So how much did you yeah. binge? Like, how, how far in were we before you started listening? 
maybe a year and a half. Oh, geez. Okay, so you wow. So you so came you in middle probably of... a good what seventy five episodes, eighty episodes then. Yep. All right. Wow. Okay. And I binge them in like a month. Jeez, that's geez. incredible. Oh, you got a lot of time when you're out there delivering the mail. Wow. It's uh, um. So so let back to the question then, S. Robbie Mack. You've listened. You're you're obviously a long time listener. From you've heard every episode. What do you think has changed for the worse? All of us having kids. <laughs> so you you so, think? And, and do you again, think it started a, for us? Then it started uh, about a year ago when yeah. when Reed was born and has only been amped up in the five weeks since Evelyn was born. Well, I had I had one too. Okay, so it's like yeah, you know. I get it. Things get cut short. You got to deal with your own personal lives. And, you know, I'm a big ball buster, so, so it just sucks when you look forward to every Tuesday morning and then you get some BS 35, 40-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you think having children has impacted both the length of the program, 100% true, <laughs> yeah. more so than the quality. You're not as worried about the quality or the content. No, no, it's fine. Let me okay. tell you that this episode that we are now 40 minutes in on... Uh, we got to wrap it up. I think might be one of our best so far. I've had a lot of fun in this episode it's already. It's been a good one. So you just uh, 48 hours from now, you are going to be tickled pink. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll be <laughs> home doing my OSHA training. What do you, oh. where, where do you stand on, on Jewish holidays, S. Robbie Mack? Because you're about to get a crash course in two days. <laughs> uh, Pro or uh, uh, for, for or against? Oh boy! Happy Weird Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm sure all of our Jewish contingency will appreciate that heartfelt wish that you just sent. And to a me. happy Rum Springer to all. Today's actually Diwali. Oh wow! Yeah, happy Diwali to you. Happy Diwali to you too. Please wish your uh, your loved ones a happy Diwali, Esther Abi Mac, as uh, we like to celebrate all holidays around here. Oh yeah, all my uh, extended Trump supporting family. I'm sure they'll love it. <laughs> So, as Robbie Mack, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear this because I was worried that we had lost you, and I don't like losing anybody. I know we lose listeners by uh, probably by the dozen, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would have I felt terrible had we lost you, and this came up in my mind last week when Steve and I were talking, and I, I posed the legitimate question online, too. If you could add one thing that this show could do that we've either done in the past and we don't do anymore, maybe a new idea, what would you like to see this podcast do more of? Cigar chat. Oh God, you're one of one. Fire, fireside cigar chat. <laughs> you are one Wait. of one, as Robbie Mack, and that again. This is another instance. This falls on Steve and I. We have the. We don't have them. The cigars are in our town, miles away. The Don Arturo, Don Carlos Arturo, Eye it's of the Sharks. A, yeah, Eye of the Shark Two. I thought Eye of the Shark Two. They're in our neighborhood to smoke with a with a friendly listener of ours. Who's that? That is. Uh, Wait, so we have to go to him? I mean, he bought him. I mean, <laughs> what do you Call think? him yeah. up. We're coming over. I believe it's James Durade, if I remember right, who okay. we have uh, interacted with and has been a longtime listener. So maybe, just maybe, S. Robbie Mack, you'll get the uh, the very exclusive, lowly listened to Fireside Cigar Chat. Now, do we have oh, that'd to... be fantastic. Hold on. Are we chatting about cigars, or are we just sitting fireside, smoking cigars, and talking about other things? 
No, just general like water cooler talk. Okay, 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 okay good. Because these I'm, damn kids. <laughs> how about the weather and these damn kids? Because that you're not getting anything from me out of cigar talk other than this tastes like a dirty cigar. Because I don't really know much about Hey, that. whoa, this was the runner-up for Cigar of the Year for, yeah. I don't know, when did we look at this list? Three years ago? <laughs> 2009. 2009. And how dare you call it a darn dirty cigar? Now, you and I are going to look stupid. Are you a cigar smoker, S. Robbie Mack? Uh, sometimes. Okay, I so, prefer, so, like, gas station, like, black and mild. Oh, oh nice. So you're yeah. a dirty cigar smoker yeah. like, like teenagers. I, sm- I smoked black and mild yeah. when I was in high school. Okay, so you don't know the answer, like you know, how do I not look dumb when I figure when I'm trying to figure out how much of the end to cut off? Yeah, and uh, first, no, you know what you gotta buy. You gotta buy one of the hole punchers. Well, first of all, I have to figure out which end to cut off because there were many times where I cut the wrong end off. It's it's Steve, no, they have these little things. They're like shaped like a pill, and it uh, screws off, and you just punch a hole in it, oh. and it just makes a nice clean hole in the bottom, so you don't waste anything and oh, don't screw it up look at you you are a professional okay well, james you're gonna need ass. to buy a fourth <laughs> and then we're gonna need to wait for s robbie mac to get to michigan yeah and then figure out where in michigan he's at figure hey. out a logical meeting point for us all to smoke these wait s robbie mac are you coming to the side gigs show uh this coming friday in the capital region of new york i have to see my i gotta see what my new job is doing i don't know okay. if i'm because i have to go to uh to uh, Masontown, Pennsylvania Ooh, this upcoming week. That sounds like a blast. Is that for a tra- oh, yeah. for training or something? Uh, on the job training. Okay. All right. Man. Well, if you're uh, if you, if you happen to be around the capital region, stop by and uh, bring a couple cigars with you, and we'll yeah. smoke them at the show. Oh yeah, I'll stop and pick up a couple of Swisher <laughs> Sweets or Black and Mild. Yes, definitely. Fantastic. They have to be they have to be the poverty ones that you buy from behind <laughs> the yeah. counters. So. Yeah, I don't want you spending any more than two bucks. Oh, then I'll go like White Owl or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Robbie Mac. Thank you. I'm glad we haven't lost you. And you know, keep yeah. uh, keep us up to date because if we're on the verge of losing you, we want to know about it. Yeah, we're no, gonna make. You never will. I'm just too busy to go on Twitter every day to complain about to us. complain about us. <laughs> see, yeah, see, you know how it feels. Maybe yeah. we miss your complaining every day. See, if you look at my tweets, like my, I have like twenty tweets, and I think like every other one is complaining <laughs> to you guys. Or See, you miss trash. You complain to us, we complain to you. It's just a circle. It's the circle of life, man. Yep. All right. Well, right. I want to let you know that the um, the photo, the framed photo that you sent us, uh, Paul Paul Junior. <laughs> Mikey is still uh, about fifteen feet away from us right now. Still has the broken glass in the frame, and we plan to keep it that way forever. Nice. Maybe it'll end up in, uh, like, Reed's or your daughter's room where you can mail it back to me and I can put it in my daughter's room. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, it'll just be like the, the gag gift that gets passed around, the white elephant it'll be gift. Like the, the traveling uh, brotherhood of uh, broken glass. <laughs> <A> broken glass. <laughs> the traveling brotherhood of broken glass. Here's one thing I can promise you, Robbie Mac. Uh, that photo's not leaving the studio. Okay? It was a gift. You're not getting it back. Yeah. And I suggest you accept the lack of Paul Sr., Paul Jr., and Mikey in your life as your new norm. <laughs> Yeah, I know. All right. Well, that's Robbie Mack. It was good to catch up with you. We're glad that you're still on board. Yeah. Yeah, it was good talking to you guys, too. All the best to you and your family, S. Robbie Mack. You too, guys. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Sorry, Dwali. (laughs) Oh, man. Man, look at that. Is this the first time we've done two calls in one show? He's 23. He's 23. And he's a kid? Yeah. Isn't that horrifying to you? And I know that used to be like like the... 
We should ask him. You're you 23. Want, you call him back and 23, ask him. There's probably like an 80% chance. Yeah, dial him up. No, I can't do that. I'll That's ask Robbie him. Mac. Uh, Just tweet us. Dust off your Twitter account. Yeah, and say yes or no. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Was, was you know, age 22 or 23 baby, was it an oops? Because you're talking to two guys who were terrified into their 30s. Nearly 40s. Nearly for 40s for one of us. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I think you, I don't think we've... I think we have done two in a week. Have we? I don't know what cause we would have ever had to do that. I know for certain we've never done three in a week. What? And so it is time that we check in with Dan Shike. And I wanted to mention quickly before we, we do call him... Nashville's own Dan Shike. He did just... T- tweet us uh, a few minutes ago mm-hmm. that he is pausing. He is up to April of this year. Okay, so he's six months. Six months behind. And he was pausing it right then so he could go try to find the video of you and I pulling up to the billboard in Van Wert, oh, Ohio. Oh, man, that was six months ago already? So he could watch it six months ago. Some would argue <laughs> the last acceptable thing we've done. <laughs> When, what, it has been a slow downhill descent. Well, no, rather fast downhill descent. Yeah, six months is pretty quick when you yeah. think about how many of these dumb things we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we have questions for Dan. We want to see how the binge has gone, and we want to see if he agrees with S. Robbie Mac's assessment that this has gotten worse. All right. Let's try him now. Come on, Dan. Three for three. We got this. Come on, Dan. Hello. Dan Shike. Kyle. Whatever your last name is, because you don't tell anybody. Oh, it's actually Steve. But oh. Kyle's here, too. Oh. Yeah, I, I did show this morning, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you noticing. Face, <laughs> Dan, are, uh, are you doing anything Steve and Kyle related right this instant? Literally watching you drive up to the BK in Van Wert, Ohio. Oh, oh man. man. What a majestic moment that was. So maybe that you wasn't did? the billboard video because I tried to, I did try to find the billboard video, Steve, and I don't think it might be on Facebook, Dan. You might have to uh, dust off your grandmother's password <laughs> and log in because I believe we may not have posted the drive up to the billboard on Twitter. Oh, it might have been too long of a video or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll try to I'll try to dig that up for you. So you're you're caught up all the way to April, and you're you're watching our videos from our majestic trip to beautiful Van Wert. Yep, just you just passed the veterinary clinic where you can take your dog if it's sick. <laughs> um, and, let uh, me let me ask you one question: six months removed from this, um, how'd my hair look? Fantastic! Yeah, didn't it though? Yes. Glorious! Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so sad that I that I cut it because I cut it like the next week. At the, oh, spoiler alert, Dan! Oh, like, I cut. <laughs> I cut my hair the next week. Um, now, Dan, you can chime in on this though because you've got a nice salt and pepper too. If I if I recall looking at your profile picture, you you could probably pull something like that off too. You know, perhaps mine gets a little bit uh, unruly. And uh, wavy and curly. There are some unfortunate photos of me from when I did have something a little more similar. Yeah, but and uh, but so I did Jackson Maine, man. Oh. Jackson Maine had, <laughs> I mean, his hair was unruly, and you don't see anyone making fun of him, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. How would how would the yeah. wife and family respond, Dan, if you were to? Let that thing grow out for another six months. That's that's about what it took Steve to get the Jackson main length. If you let that thing grow out for six months, how would your family respond? Would they like it? They hate it? 
Um, my wife would not enjoy it and would probably encourage further grooming. Hey, do you play the guitar by any chance? I do not. I have oh. one, but I don't know how to play it. You should maybe uh, maybe learn how to play a couple of Jackson Maine tunes, yeah. let that hair grow, and then see what she says. Well, that would probably be a game changer. <laughs> right. Well, hey, it worked on, you know, Lady Gaga. Yeah. So it can work on your wife. Yeah. She's, you know, by a lot of people's account, she's a musical genius. Mm-hmm. True, true. Where, where do you stand on that argument? Because obviously we're talking to you, Dan, and you're for people who haven't heard our first conversation with you, uh, you, you mix music and you do it for, well, we're going to bring it up, but you do it for large bands and small bands, even though you don't remember any of the large musical acts that you've done this for. So right. when you hear music, is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Like if you hear a Lady Gaga song on the radio, do you say, oh, it's mixed terribly? Or do you say, oh, wow, that's really impressive. I wish I was half as good as those people. Well, I don't I don't mix. I master just oh, for, for the God's record. Sake, um, I appreciate you to take some notes on our conversations if you need to. <laughs> what's, um, what's the difference? Yeah, because quick, it sounds quick like question. You, what is that? It sounds like you're using, you know, they use their left hand. You use your right and you're yeah. being nitpicky now. Well, that's because you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, uh, you are absolutely um, right. Dear God, I feel so bad for your family and friends. Now, yeah, give us, no, give us a true. quick, give us the, the dummies intro or the dummies version of, of mastering. Like in okay. 15 seconds or less. Okay. They record all the people in a room, like drums, bass, vocals, all that on individual little tracks. So yeah. there may be 20, there may be 120. Sure. Uh, that's tracking and overdubs. And then they take all of those and they mix all those individual tracks down to a stereo left and right, mm-hmm. like you like you use. Got and it. then they send those to me and I enhance those, make all the songs on an album sound similar so that everything flows sonically so you don't want to turn up your bass knob on one song and turn down the bass on another song. Gotcha. Same with the volume. So I make the whole thing sound like a package and uh put the songs in order and the fades and i adjust the the spacing between them so an album will flow well if it's the kind of album that likes to flow boy that's weird i would have thought that all of those tweaks to say the bass or the guitar or the guitars or the you know the drums i would have thought that you'd do them on an individual track by track basis yeah so you're just lumping it all into one well you do all of that in the mixing process Oh. The mastering process is like a little bit more refined tweaking of what was done in the mixing process. Okay. All right. I so got gotcha. So, and I know what you're going to say. Um, well, one, do you have a, is there like a rivalry? Are there, you get, do you get some tracks from some mixers and you say, oh, this thing's going to be a pile of garbage and there's going to be way too much bass and not enough drum. Is, is that something that happens in your mind? Um, no, not really. Most of the time people do a pretty good job of getting something that sounds like what they want and uh and i can kind of massage it into sounding better Hmm. what's harder mastering or mixing um they're completely different you know i don't know that either are hard you know you're sitting in a chair in front of a pair of speakers so right yeah well steve um, knows steve can relate yeah i don't know what the hell i'm doing every day of the week he's just looking at a different (laughs) audio wave thinking yeah maybe i'll boost this or cut that and i don't know so you guys are like peas in a pod man should I have that file? Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Dan, we need to talk because last time we spoke, we were asking you for, you know, if if there's anybody you had mastered that you that we would recognize and you couldn't think of any. 
and we received a tweet from you or a direct message from you minutes later, minutes later, saying, my wife just asked why I didn't tell you of my work on Third Eye Blind, what? Gloria Gaynor, and the Lumineers. I've heard of yeah. all of them. You were talking to us about, like, Richie and the Mice, <laughs> and you couldn't remember Third Eye Blind. I have a tendency to forget things. <laughs> how does that? I don't have a notepad. How does that come to be, though? Like, do you get a email, or do you get you know communication from the record label for Third Eye Blind, or do you get a notification from like their management? Uh, in all of these cases, um, a producer or engineer on the project suggested me to the people that make the decisions. Which uh, I think in the Third Eye Blind. In Lumineer's case, it was the producer slash mixer guy suggested me to the label. Then the label contacted me for Gloria. It was uh, the producers already knew me and liked me for that kind of stuff. So okay. they just said, hey, here comes a record. So a lot of it is, uh, I mean, just like any other job, a lot of it is based on the relationships, the people that you've worked with in the past, or they, they know of you because of somebody else or something like that. Totally, yeah. So when you're mastering is it is it just you sitting in a sitting in a studio doing it yourself or are there other people around saying no maybe do this maybe do that no it's me by myself i uh i ask people to send me their stuff so that i can work on it and you know get to where i'm happy with it and then i send it out to them to listen and approve or if they want to make a tweak let me know if they want to do this or that or okay. you know whatever so i kind of I, I don't like having people in there with me while I'm doing it because just, sometimes I'm doing one thing here that's going to be augmented somewhere else so like don't tell me to do stuff until I'm done please sure yeah I, I just always assumed that anything in the music recording world like the whole band is sitting behind you and there's a producer there and like their managers yelling at you yeah. do this turn that knob that way bump this well, that up happens. Yeah. that happens not, not in my world sometimes in you know the studio when they're doing the mixing or doing the tracking and they're trying to make song decisions or you know somebody's ego is screwing things up you know you know yeah. that everything you've seen in a movie somewhere has been in a movie because it happened somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah like a uh, bingo the harmonica player is pissed because his sweet solo didn't get a little bit more uh, a little more volume in the final mix right yeah so there, there, that is so not far from the truth. <laughs> so you're, but you're not there at that level, like you know. I, and I just watched it, so it's it's fresh in my mind, like the Bohemian Rhapsody, where they're just having the same person do the same part of a song over and over. Say, hey, do it differently, do it higher. You're not there at that level, then. Well, I'm not at that step in the production. Yet. Good, perfect. Uh, that's I, that's uh, done way before anything gets to me, so I don't have to deal with all that crap. I do need and, to give you. Of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and part of the other thing of mastering is some days, you know, in a in a day where the bass player is being a jerk and everybody's mad at him and they turn him down a little bit, like <laughs> I'm the guy that doesn't have the memory of those bad days and have an objective look at the music. Oh, and that don't yeah, know that the drummer is a jerk. Yeah, I never so, thought about that. That's got to be an, an yeah. interesting perspective. Like you don't know what happened when it was recorded; you just know that it was. Yeah, that's really totally. cool. Is um. You, I, I need to give you a kudos because I've talked about it on this podcast, and you did in your direct message to us. You did name drop the Lumineers. Uh, I their music was always good to me, 
but I've said it on this podcast, worst concert I think I've ever seen. I can't imagine really? anybody paying a ticket to go see that nonsense. <laughs> Awful live. Awful live. So kudos to you um, on that music. Uh, but I have to ask, you hear songs like that, like, you know, what was the big Lumineer song? Hey Ho or Ho Hey, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't know. None of the ones that I mastered. I did yeah. some, like, seasides and okay. Uh, okay. one-off releases. But is there anything you've heard where you're like, whoa, that's going to be a hit, or hey, that should be a hit by any of the acts that you've mastered? Uh, I've got a pretty grand, consistent so- uh, track record of really loving the songs that don't get released. <laughs> and okay. then they release the one that I think is like, eh, of course, that's the simple one. I like the ones that are, you know, I like heavy stuff or punchy stuff or right. like cheese pop ear candy. I'm with you on Kesha 100%. Oh, it's so um, good. <laughs> I know she's fantastic, and I don't like anyone that doesn't like her. I, yeah, um, if you're not if you're not on board with Kesha, you need to reevaluate mm-hmm. your thing, Steve. I'm telling you, you need to know. put the I, album out. You know, it's funny because I say that I'm not a Kesha fan, but every time I hear a Kesha song, I'm like, oh, man, that's good. Well, and two, you're thinking of the straight teenager pop hits she did. Yeah. If you just listen to her last album, start to finish, it's remarkable. Okay. It's so good. All right, I'll give it a shot. I will. So, Dan, yeah. Dan, uh, you need to get us caught up to speed again. You're, you're binging. When did you start binging this podcast? Uh, I think it was probably when uh, some other podcast that I listened to took a break for a week. Okay. Time wise, was that like six months ago? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was like last April. Okay. So whenever, whenever like the spring uh, break has been. So you've been. We've only. You've been binging our podcast, trying to get caught up. You are now about six months behind. So other than the the big trip to Van Wert, Ohio, to see our billboard, what what was going on in our lives back then? Because I don't remember anything. Let's see. Right now, um, Annette is newly pregnant. Yeah. Okay. And, so everybody, yeah, I, everybody would have just found out probably within the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah, the last couple episodes, and I totally sniffed out your lie when she wasn't drinking that time. And I came home and told my wife, like, I think I just heard Steve lie about Annette not being pregnant. She's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, on the Steve and Kyle podcast, says, you always say the Steve and Kyle podcast differently than the rest of your sentence. But, um... <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't get that one past you. Well, um, spoiler no. alert: the baby is here. The baby's been born. Oh, congratulations! For God's sake, thank you. Steve, can't be leave said. Some mystery. Can't be said enough. Thank you very much. That's that's great news to hear. <laughs> oh man! So, what has anything stuck out? Now it's been a while since we checked in with you. You've covered a lot of ground. Anything stood out to you that made you laugh? I don't get the impression, Dan, that you're you know you're a a laugh a second type of guy. You're not laughing at all of our dumb jokes. It takes a little work to get you, yeah. you know, to get you laughing, Dan. Anything stood out since we last talked to you that you heard that you remembered and think about like, wow, that was actually pretty funny. Oh uh, man. I actually laughed audibly while making coffee this morning is something you guys said, but you know, I can't remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're happy. Had- we're happy to hear that we made you laugh. Yep. I don't remember things well. Now we, I, I'm sure I asked you this question, and my my memory is going as well, Dan. Uh, you've mentioned the Stephen Kyle podcast to your wife. Have you converted her yet to a listener? Uh, I have not. She doesn't uh, really listen to a whole lot of stuff, and sometimes just I have in general. 
Yeah, not really. She's <laughs> like got a couple of podcasts on for background noise, but she right. pays very close attention to her work and doesn't get to to veer off to that much. Oh, so. Snooze. So and you're you, watching. You're not running the final masters by her then to say, "Hey, what do you think of this job I just did?" No, not so much. <laughs> Man, you're kind of like this podcast. Don't really know how it fits together. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of like, <laughs> ah, today I'm going to do this. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I don't care. I don't listen to things. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, we appreciate the uh, we appreciate you bringing us well, up to speed of where we were in the past. So not really up to speed. But, yeah, it's um, always good. Um, if you think of anything, any stand, any anything that stood out to you, that said, "Hey, boy, that was a real lull." Like, hey, the, this episode sucked, or this did this wasn't very good. What did you think of the throat goblin tournament? Where did you land on that? I love the throat goblin tournament. Wow! Really? Right now, I think you, I think you're moving up to the Steve Eight right now. Wow, the okay. what I ate, the what I no, no, it's Steve sixteen. Then oh, the, Steve, 16. Yeah, Steve sixteen, the what I ate, the uh, Flemmy four. Boy, I, yeah, I, I the, was it the, the tonsil too? Of all of them edited together, both sequentially and superimposed, <laughs> is just hilarious. It's just a shame that no one voted for things. Nobody cared, Dan. I spoiler alert, really? and I spoiler alert for you and the rest of the audience. It's dead. <laughs> it's gone. We're it's not dead. doing oh. it again, man. It's too much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so I, it does sound like a lot of work, but man, it has made me laugh while mowing the lawn. If you knew the amount of votes some of those matchups got, you would be sickened, appalled, yeah. and disappointed in the world. Yeah, the year before oh. we had like hundreds of votes on each one. And then last year it was there was one that got like six votes. Oh my god! Ooh, the honeymoon yeah. is over. Oh, that, the honeymoon is way over. That means that means not even our families. No, cared enough. Not oh, even definitely. Annette, Katie. <laughs> definitely not. You know, our our the immediate loved ones that we see and talk to on a somewhat daily basis. Not even they cared enough to vote, Dan. So no. it's for that I feel reason. Like all the violin. I think all the violin students should have been forced to take a voting. Hey, yeah, you're preaching to the choir, man. Uh, listen, we were out there beating the. You know, we're on the streets. We're pounding the pavement trying to get these mm-hmm. votes out there, and uh, nobody cared. So for that reason, mostly all the work that went into it, uh, I, I regret to inform you, enjoy these last few weeks. The Throat Goblin Tournament comes to a merciful end. I'll have to slow to normal speed to savor those moments. <laughs> oh, that's right. You still listen at one and a half speed. Oh, you're still, yeah. an, you're still an animal for doing that. I don't understand how you live. <laughs> when I go back to normal speed now, I am like, Come on, talk faster. <laughs> Get to what, it, for God's sake. Space between your words. <laughs> well, it's especially... My, my little... My little app takes out empty spaces, so like dead air moments just get get zapped. Oh, oh there's man. a lot of them on this podcast too. Well, I can't imagine I the frustration for someone who listens at one and a half speed to listen to one of our stories at one time speed, where we say, "Hey, we're going to tell the story about you know Steve, you know talking to his neighbor," and then forty minutes later yeah. we're talking about Larry Ferrari. <laughs> oh, that you was went- yesterday when you went across the street. I listened to that yesterday. What did I go across? Did the street? you go? Did he cross the street to go when talk you, to his when neighbor? You and Annette, you and Annette went to talk to the new neighbor yep. after a year yep. of awkward yep. way. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm kind of Team Kyle on the whole neighbor interaction. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, we haven't talked to them one time since. It falls in. It's the same way it's going to be in every I relationship. I don't think that uh, man. I don't even think we saw them more than like three times all summer. 
But uh, wow, yeah, there that the, the budding the budding relationship didn't come to fruition. Oh man! Oh, you had a, the the cool neighbor's name posted note next to the door. Too. It's still on the it's still on our little bulletin board. Just wait until you get to uh, like late July. Oh man! A little surprise coming for you, Dan. Big development. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, well, Dan, please, uh, if you could, and I, I don't think it's too much to ask, start taking a few notes. Uh, next time we check in with you, I'd like to hear what was your favorite thing you heard? What was the least favorite bit we maybe did or something that, you know, no holds barred, man. I want to hear what you think we suck at, and I feel like you're the man to tell us. I have opinions on things. <laughs> All right. Dan, we appreciate you taking the time. We will talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day, guys. All right. You too, man. Oh, that happens. You know, we call him to essentially talk about, you know, where he at is in the binge. And the next thing you know, I'm distracted asking him one billion questions about mastering and mixing and what he does for life. I don't care. I like that. I like that tangent. Man, I could sit there and I it's the same thing. We're already off the phone. So now we've talked to Dan. We've talked to Astro Abby Mac and we've talked to uh, we talked to Brian. Did some <laughs> did some Jew walking. <laughs> and I still have like a billion questions for all of them. But that's the thing. It's the how does that translate? Because I could talk to these people on the phone for, for it feels like forever with mm-hmm. different questions about what they do and everything. Yet if my neighbor starts crossing the yard or the if road, if Dan was your neighbor, you wouldn't talk to him. No, there's no doubt. Even if he was leaving for work in the morning at the same time as you were, waved across, said, "See you later, neighbor. Going to work to master the Lumineers album." Why would I care? Go. Right. I know what you're doing. It's 7 in the morning. Go to work. Don't announce you're going to work. Right. I would be mad at Dan for that. Not only would I you know, not want to partake in that, I would be mad if that happened. So that's but, why you, but you get him on the phone, and it's, it's fine. Yeah. That's why I'm glad to have another, uh, another rider on board. The anti-neighbor train there. Thank you for jumping on, Dan. The train, the locomotive grows as we add more passengers to the anti-neighbor train. It's like you and my brother. I don't think I'll ever get through it with my brother. He's a big, na- way too much of a neighbor. By guy. the way, your brother, um, a couple things. First of all, a few. Uh, when I saw him last weekend, he revealed something to me mm-hmm. that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh no! That apparently he does on a regular basis. Oh wow! He's a garage door open all day guy. Yeah. Oh God! Why? Why? I hate garage... You're not a garage door open all day person. No. I hate garage door open all day people. So there's a couple of camps with that, Stephen. We'll put it on the poll. Are you a garage door open all day type of person? Now, my parents still are, and they were. It's like, I got a text last night, or two nights ago, and we are going to pick up Reed from my folks. Hey, text me when you're close, I'll open the garage. So it's like, it's open for like 60 seconds. Like, let us in, close it. Are you that... To that degree? I I mean, I guess I don't have... I mean, are you why like... Would you, why wouldn't you just go in the front door? Well, like, so when we're dropping or picking up, Reed will have maybe a stroller, mm-hmm. bag, okay. car seat. You know, it's things that are a, a, a touch cumbersome yeah. to get inside the side garage that, go, the side yeah, door yeah, that yeah. goes into the garage. Because as we talked about, you don't use the front door. Nobody uses the front door. You always go into the garage. Yeah, I know. I, we never use it. So I guess... But... Like I, that, that doesn't bother me. The hey, text when you're close, we'll open the garage door. I don't care about that. But it's the people that seemingly wake up in the morning, wake mm-hmm. up at seven o'clock, pop it open, like on a Saturday, go out, poke their head out in the garage, hit the open button, 
don't go anywhere. Yeah. And then 12 hours later, yeah, open closer. the door again, close it. No. Why? Why yeah, do I people don't... leave it open the whole day? I'll open it when I need to go somewhere. And if it's only like if if Katie's already gone or whatever, I'm closing it when I pull the car out. I'll open it when I'm coming or going from the house mm-hmm. or if I'm doing some yard work out front where there's things in the garage that I need. Mm-hmm. Say I need an outlet. I got to plug an extension cord in and there and I, you know, doing something out on the driveway. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it open. If I'm working out in the garage, say I'm doing some Jeep stuff, depending on the weather, like if it's a really hot day over the summer, I may keep the door open so I get a little bit of a breeze. Right. But if if nothing is going on out there, why would you leave it open all day? There's a guy down the street who I irrationally hate. His garage door, I've never seen it closed. Uh-huh. Even in the middle of the winter last year when we had a foot and a half of snow on the ground, he had a snow drift in his garage because his door was just always open. I don't get that. Yeah, now that's just ignorance or not. I mean, seasonally, that thing's shut 99.5% of the time. Yeah. It should be. But we're talking about now. now it's my, a place to store your vehicle. Right. Unless you're using it. Now, my brother's house is, to put it politely, an upgraded version of a zoo. Okay? There are... Hey. I, I, hey. He's a nice person. I've been over there on days, and I've had to turn to him when my nephews will come running in the house, you know, with a trail of other persons, and say... Who the hell are those kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've also been over there when I thought, you know, you know, just going over there to say hi. And next thing I know, he'll have friends come over and they've got crock pots and chairs. I was like, did you know they're coming over? Eh. Okay. I hate it. I couldn't live like that. If Listen, if you come over to my house unannounced, I'm slamming the door in your face. Even me? Me and Annette? There's no question, Steve. Give me a heads up. Um, Robert, I need to know. Why... Wh- why are you a garage door open all day person? Why is anyone like that? Tell me. If you're taking the, the poll on Facebook or Twitter, tell me. Why? Why do you need that door open all the time? Yeah, and I know people shut. are going to say that, like, oh, I got kids and they're always coming and going. And I think that that's kind of acceptable. But for the people that don't, that just, they just leave it open all day, it annoys me so much. I don't even because I know Because I know that those will be the first people to complain or call the cops when something gets taken out of their garage like well of course it was you invited criminals in because you kept it open the whole time i yeah no listen if you're that person stop it close it i don't like people being able to and it's not like i have anything great in my garage right like i got a toolbox and a bunch of crap so it's not like i have anything good in there that i don't want people to take but yeah i don't why oh man drives me nuts and especially now, you know, we got leaves blowing everywhere. Snow's yeah. going to be flying next weekend. Uh, what are you doing? Shut it, you big dummy. Oh. And you're my brother. Shut it. The worst. That's a neighbor I'm not talking to. I'm going over there actually right now. After here? Yeah. I'm going to go shut his garage. Do it. And I'm coming. I'm going home. Throw something in there like a Molotov cocktail or something. <laughs> Burn the place down. Can't leave a door open if there's no door. That'll teach him a lesson, huh? <laughs> Burn it down. Now, I told you that um, I might want back in on something. Something I gave up Okay. probably six months ago at this point. Okay. 
That is the local watchdog page. Oh, boy. Now, you stopped. I, I, I don't know the full reason. I'm guessing it was some self-preservation. You couldn't <laughs> handle it. You were just checking it and looking at it quite a bit. Annette never joined. No, she didn't. Couldn't get her on board. Yesterday, though, she did. She brought this up and she said, oh, you should post about this on the watchdog page, forgetting that I had, I had quit. I said, oh, that's a good idea. So this is Friday, Friday night. My dad was in town. We went out for dinner, got back to the house, and we turned on the baseball game. Mm-hmm. I think game three of the World Series. Sitting there watching the game. By the way, it's the only time of year that I'm remotely interested in baseball. Right. It's just a, it's a different feel around October baseball. Yep. Every pitch seem you're hanging on. It, it, it's fascinating to watch. So I'm sitting there watching the game, and I had been up since I had gotten up for work at 3 o'clock. So I was – it hit about 9.30, 9.45, and, you know, head starts nodding, start dozing off for a minute or two. Uh-huh. But it was that level of sleep where I could still hear the game on the TV. So I was – basically, my eyes were closed. I was just barely asleep. Still hear the game on the TV. And in the back of my mind, even though I was asleep, I was thinking to myself, what the hell is that noise? Mm-hmm. What am I hearing? It sounds like a lawnmower or something. Like, what is going on? Woke up. Still heard the noise. Walking around, I'm like looking out my front window. It sounded like there was an engine running or something. And I couldn't place it. Looked out the front door thinking maybe, I don't know, somebody's parked out in the out in the street. Like... But it wasn't a car. It wasn't right. a car engine. Then I go back, look out the back window. Not one of my neighbors, like not one of my immediate neighbors, but somebody whose house, whose backyard I can see like diagonally. Right. The guy was cutting the grass at 9.45 p.m. 9.45? 9.45, he's out there cutting the grass. And it's the type of season where it's pitch black at 9.45. 100%. Like we're I mean, at... It had been dark for... Two and a half hours. So I'm guessing point. mower with the uh, with a He's light got on a the riding, front. Riding mower with a light on the front of it. So you've got a complaint to make. I would like to lodge a complaint. Now this, he kept going. It. So at, my first thought was like, okay, surely this guy's not cutting his grass. Maybe he had to like fix his lawnmower and he got it running sure it and he was just taking it for a quick spin. Yeah. But no, I watched him like going back and forth and back and forth and back and then it stopped so i thought okay cool he's finally done but no he was just emptying the bag because then he hopped back on he was cutting until at least 10 15 too late right way too late yeah now i get it i don't want to be the type of guy who's you know telling people their schedules because who knows what his you know work schedule is and family schedule doesn't is doesn't matter so you're anti if this guy doesn't matter if uh you know Family in the hospital knows he needs to get the lawn mowed. This was last night, you said? This was Friday night. Friday night. Now, let me let me say something, Steve, mm-hmm. because uh, and, and it, this isn't... I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. That frustrates me to, to no end. Obviously, I didn't experience this. Friday night, guy looks at the weather report. It was miserable yesterday. Yeah. Miserable today. Mm-hmm. And there's rain in the forecast, I would argue, like four out of the next six days. 
Doesn't matter. You don't care. There's rain in the fo- if there's rain in the forecast for him. There's rain in the forecast for me too. Right. And everybody else in the neighborhood. Right. No, I'm just saying you may that's- you may not have the great looking grass for you know the next week. Right. You just deal with it. Now I know that like you've given me a lot of crap for being a guy who climbs up on the roof on sundays and puts up tv antenna. and by the way not crap because i love it because i'm <laughs> the same way as you this community just shuns you for that yeah. like say what you want about that but it was only affecting me right it wasn't loud it wasn't obnoxious it wasn't bothering people sure. in any way but this guy what the hell are you doing who right. cuts their grass at 10 p.m.? I'll put it on the pole. In any instance, is it okay to be cutting your grass at 10 p.m.? No. There's no instance. Are you mad if Guillermo, that pole comes back? put it on the pole. Are you mad if that pole comes back 80-20? Are you mad at 20? Yeah. If that's, if it's anything less than 100 to nothing. Now, if you're if you're a voter of a, uh, of a yes, is it okay to be voting? How did I just phrase it? I already forgot. Is it, is it ever okay to be mowing at 10 p.m.? Yeah, that's a good, okay. good way to... Is it ever okay to be mowing at 10 p.m.? Now, if you're a yes voter on this, uh, you need... Message us as well, because we you want need to... Steve, explain Steve's it. got questions. You need to explain it. Steve's got questions regarding your 10 p.m. And mowing. And don't give me the crap about, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Doesn't matter. Right. Oh, my grandmother was in the hospital. Oh, wow. Doesn't matter. Jeez, I'll Pete, Steve. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, crying. grandma's not going to know that your grass wasn't cut. I thought you were just about to say, sorry, grandma's not going to make it. Well, grandma's probably dying, and the last... You think that she's... You think dying grandma is concerned that your grass isn't cut? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with dying grandma. I think it would have to do with the fact that, hey, I was visiting my dying grandma, and this is... I had to get to it tonight, so I didn't have to wait a week to mow. Doesn't matter. Okay. You still have to take into consideration that there are neighbors that don't want to hear you cutting your grass at 10 p.m. God almighty, we've got Dad Steve out in full force now. This are is what you, it's going to be now. Are you taking the side of the 10 p.m. mower? No, I'm just saying I would argue, as this this hasn't happened before, I would assume this is the first time you've brought it up to me or mentioned. Uh, I'm guessing this is not a regular or ever occurrence, right? There have been a few other times okay. where he's been cutting... And like I've said to Annette, like we, we kind of have that exchange like, it's kind of late to be cutting the grass, right? All right. But you've thought about it before. But a lot of times it's been over the summer when it's light out until 10 o'clock here. Right. So he, even though he may be cutting at 9.15, it's kind of acceptable because it's still light out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just think that once once it's dark... Cut out the yard work. This is the way it is now, folks. <laughs> this podcast lives. This is the new Steve. This is Dad Steve. <laughs> He's got thoughts on garage doors being Just open wait. in the middle of the afternoon. He's got thoughts on the time of day you mow. Absolutely. Just absolutely. Just wait until you get like, you know, the downwind of a band competition at the local school. You know, and you're wondering why that has to happen at this time of day. <laughs> yeah. I I I acknowledge the uh, I acknowledge that it's strange coming from me. You have any thoughts on like traffic light uh, cycles? Look, if they're not adjusted for the early morning crowd, that was a fantastic throat goblin. Enjoy by the way. that, Dan, because it ain't happening. When you finally catch up, Dan Shike, <laughs> rewind it so you can hear that because you're not hearing it in a montage. Come next spring. 
Okay, so you listen. What do you need? Do you think you need a referral to get back in? You need I an think invite. That, I think that I have to request, right? Probably. Or, or can you refer me? Maybe I can invite you. I'll take a look. Okay. I'll take a look. Maybe I'll invite you, and then what I'll do is, uh, are you just going to do a, like a, a one post and leave again? No, because I have to at least hang around and uh, and see any. Well, you got to see the comments. Any responses? Oh, I, you got to let me know when this happens because I need to. Track I'm posting his address. I'm going to look up his name. Oh no, that, I would argue that's too far, and I would argue that's going to get you booted. Just my personal opinion. I don't want to step on the dad Steve toes. Um, you do what you think is best. Their dad. <laughs> We've gone from Super Saver Steve, Super, super Saver Steve to Dad Steve. <laughs> In an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Are you going to go upstairs and put on your moccasins and, Hell your, yeah. ro- and your robe? They're sensible and comfortable. Well, Bex, smoke a pipe. I <laughs> don't know why you do that. <laughs> All right, Steve, invite selected. You have been sent an invite to oh, join. Boy. Oh, man. Let me know do I uh, do it? when you're on and if I can see this post so I can jump in as well. This feels almost ripe for a post where, like, the, there's a small group, my brother, myself, a couple of our friends, who will jump in and kind of roast a post when it's really dumb on that yeah. group. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen here because, Steve, you, you're you very wild up. I see you over there. You're red in the face. Yeah. You're standing up. Mm-hmm. You're giving, you know, the old, you know, the way Mad Dog Russo would yell into the mic and just <laughs> spit everywhere. I am talking sports, going at it as hard as I can. Okay, well, we've got some polls to post. That'll be posted. We is do. it ever okay? There's going to be a, a chain of polls. Please uh, vote well, on those this week. So, is it ever okay? Is it ever okay to mow it to be mowing at 10 p.m.? Are you a quote unquote garage door open all day type of guy Ugh. or type of person? Ugh. And the third one was if a friend ever comes to visit unannounced, are you slamming the door in their face? <laughs> I think that one's going to go against me. <laughs> that one, yeah, you may. You, you may lose that one, I think. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know what they say, you know, the inventor of Uber didn't always have a great idea the first time around. Look, as a very wise man once said, sometimes everyone else is on the wrong side of history. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, he said enough. Are we doing a, we're not doing a fast five, right? Well, my computer died and I didn't update it, so do you want to hear a week and a half old? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm good to I, end this. Uh, yeah. That, that was, sorry, Astrophy Mac. This is 40 minutes longer than it should have been. This is a fun episode, though, man. I think that... Oh, so stupid. This might be our strongest one this month. Maybe we just need to call people every week. It. I mean... We've done it before. We just it, stopped doing it. It definitely puts the... Uh, What's the pressure on them? Yeah. Hey, make it. Hey, be funny, dummy. <laughs> Tell us why we were funny when you were listening to yeah. us. I'm more fascinated about the bits people listen to. The guy, oh, that was a dud. Yeah. I think Dan's one of the you know six people who voted. Dan's one of the six people who enjoyed the throat goblin tournament. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks to Dan Scheich, S. Robbie Mack, and uh, our. Our friend Show, Brian Krause, uh, in the field Jewish correspondent and star of Jew Walking, <laughs> Brian Krause. It's funnier every time I hear it. It's great. 
We had to find out if there was an intro for jaywalking, and then oh, and then just like say the word Jew over Jay. Yes, I'm on board. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.